0: I would like the member to be instructed to not introduce any pornography today. It's okay. it's on, an, on the internet. It's everywhere. All right. All right. All right. All right. Chair, ask Miss Green to proceed. Hey, 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 hey.
1: Hey, what's this button for? <laughs> Doomsday. You are here now. You are here now. You are here now. Your breathing is stressing me out. This will affect the entire planet. I know, but it's, like, so stressful.
0: Can I get that one more ice water?
1: And I'll get two more glasses of white wine. And I don't need the judgy face. There's a comet headed directly towards Earth. Do you know how many the world is ending meetings we've had over the last two years? Drought, mm-hmm. famine. Oh hole in the ozone is so boring. No, 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 no. Um, I got a new job, and Congress was on vacation, and then I was sick. So this is the Welcome Back episode of the Psycho-Semanticast. Been looking forward to having some sort of conversation with you for a minute. I think we're missing the Republican debate tonight, aren't we? We're going to have to watch
0: it afterwards.
1: Oh, is that tonight? I, it I
0: think it is. I keep seeing coverage. the uh, The orange one... Declined again to attend, because he says he's already won, so why even be there, right?
1: Yeah, it is tonight at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library.
0: (laughs) Of course, of course. Well, look, I'm in Texas, and we've got a Ronald Reagan airport. We've got, in Austin, just north of Austin, there's a Ronald Reagan Memorial Boulevard, and you just can't get away from the guy. No. so we're we're oh we're leaving Texas, Darren is this breaking news or did I insinuate this to you yet
1: you have insinuated it to me but uh this okay. episode will be out before too long so I don't know if you've said it on the air I, some I can't I can never remember if I've had a conversation in private or if I heard it in a podcast with some of my friends you know right. so I can't remember right. if you said it on anything besides our conversation
0: yeah well it's 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 a done deal now man aj uh she's apparently very very well respected with her company so she tried to she tried to step down from district manager to store manager um and i said hey babe go for it i'll i'll support whatever you want to do so at the time i told you austin was like the and not not only did she get talked into um, staying as a district manager, but she was told you literally have cart watch to either do this district you're in now or a different one. Mm. And um, <laughs> we're not fleeing a red state for a blue state, Darren, <laughs> but we are going to the home of uh, Ron DeSanctimonious at Florida Bound. Um, I got to be quiet because I haven't told my daughter yet. AJ wants to break it to her tomorrow night. But uh, yeah, you could put it on there, man. It's I'm it's official. It's for sure.
1: Hey, congratulations on that. Um, What do you know around what we're
0: we're looking at? uh, Tampa. I'll be 15 minutes away from the White Sand Beach. I'll be an hour away from Disney World, Universal Studios. I mean, come on, man. You can't beat that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's cool. So it's, it's a part of Florida I've been to. There's a lot of Florida I have not been to. It's a long state. (laughs) It's like California. So moving out of, I don't know what people call Texas, but you're moving to America's penis.
0: Well, we're moving. I don't know. I, I don't know what you would call Texas, man, but we're, I don't know. We're kind of trading off one state for another that's very similar. But Polit- I mean, there's like, okay, so you've got, you've got Austin, which is kind of the blue pocket here in Texas. And then I think, I think it's what more, maybe like around Miami and going down to Key West. that's a little bit more liberal, like the far South part of the state. Is that you, that's yeah. my understanding anyway.
1: T- they tend to be, although there are a lot of extremely conservative cuban immigrants in the miami area yeah
0: and they probably wouldn't necessarily be conservative on certain aspects right certain topics but you know how manipulative that political machine can be family values
1: and jobs at all beetlejuice performances
0: correct me if i'm wrong but isn't medical marijuana legal there in florida I think so. Think about the age of the population there, man. You you know you know us old geezers like to like to smoke a little of the, the chronic.
1: I'm pretty sure you're right. You don't have medical marijuana in Texas, I would imagine.
0: Absolutely not. No, what they do here is they do that kratom and delta aid and you know all the sub variants that that really stink. It's (laughs) almost just like you're smoking burnt rope with tobacco or something.
1: They keep trying to add things to the medical marijuana registry here, but we've also got a bill in in November that would, uh, in shorthand, I think I've mentioned it to Mm -hmm. you before, but it was the regulate marijuana like alcohol bill, which is very clunky to say, but easy enough Mm -hmm. to understand. That's okay. on the ballot in two months, basically. A lot the citizens' initiative. You, everybody heard me talking about it all summer and all spring. The constitutional amendment to enshrine abortion access and birth control in the state constitution. Oh yeah, so yeah, that's a big, big one. So it can't be legislated away, and they got enough to get a regular bill about legalizing recreational but now some of the state democrats are annoyed because 2024 mm-hmm. is when most of them are up for re-election but no time like the present to try to protect reproductive rights you don't want to wait a fucking year just to benefit some fucking people especially with uh well we already dated this episode talking about the the republican debate but our redistricting our gerrymandered ruled unconstitutional five times by the state supreme court and Mm -hmm. the republicans said well we don't give a fuck we're just gonna use them anyway and get back together and redraw the maps they just passed another one I think last night or at least they came into agreement with the two democrats that were on the redistricting committee going along with it it's still a lopsided gerrymander because if you did it by Representational voting, it would be like a 50, 44 mm-hmm. Republican Democrat or forty-six fifty-four 54 Repu- Republicans still having the most, but it's so fucking yes. lopsided. And it's like they protected their own seats, added one or two more, and then just went along with the five Republican members on the committee. So there's currently... <laughs> A citizen's initiative in the process of taking the redistricting power away from all elected politicians because it's the governor, the secretary of state, the auditor and people from the House and the Senate in the state right now. And (laughs) since they've already gerrymandered themselves into power, it's almost always mostly Republicans. So this would be a citizen's redistricting committee. And it would redraw the maps immediately. I mean, not like that day, but like if it passes in 2024, when they're trying to have it on the ballot, there would be a redrawing of the maps instead of waiting and, you know, fucking eight years or seven years. So I was in a shitty mood last night Mm -hmm. watching all this happen because there's supposed to be citizen review at least. And there are at least a, Supposed to pretend like they give a fuck what we have to say, but they went on recess until like 1030 at night last night and then introduced maps, had a quick vote. And now it's on to the next stage where they're supposed to have the House and the Senate vote on them.
0: So they did a quick uh, get in and get out. Yep. Undercover of darkness.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Not a lot of. Not a lot of time, no uh mm-hmm. six months and whatever warning like the people mm-hmm. in the movie we're gonna talk about eventually. Uh, oh got. Yeah,
0: that's right. That's right. Uh we're, you know we're just talking about a movie too.
1: Well, you know, you know how we do on this show. <laughs> I think we've we're definitely in the episode now. So I'm gonna say, Hey Lance from the Horror Returns, how are you?
0: Doing great. Darren, thanks for the uh for the invite, man. Honored to... Uh, Honored to be back among the, the, one of the, one of the greats in the, in the, in the Legion podcast world.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And you are, you know, I should have counted, but I think now you are one of my most repeated guests. So thank you for jumping into this chaos so many times. And like I said, I think earlier on, but just in case I didn't, welcome back everybody. Uh, my little break is over. I am hopefully not sick anymore. I am more in the swing of things with my new job at the museum. And, yeah, Congress is back giving us hand job videos and government shutdowns and all kinds of Vape. stuff. <laughs> Vaping at pregnant women. You were saying. So you
0: were uh... – you were talking about the gerrymandering. I think the reason that we're doing this show is because I brought up something that caught my attention—a news story involving a group called uh, Extinction Rebellion.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Um, and it's interesting um, because they can't really gerrymander the way that their like internal government is set up. It was a group that was UK formed, but I guess now they've got um, you know got groups all over the world, but. They don't do any kind of like uh, you're Republican, you're Democrat, you're independent, or whatever. They'll take like a cross section of like, you know, 15 to 25 people to all get together and, um, you know, kind of majority vote solve problems. But they go out of their way to get, you know, a segment so that everybody's represented. And I don't know why we can't make something like that work. I, w- I was listening to one of the um, Open to Debate episodes. I was telling you about that podcast, and mm-hmm. they had an argument is the two party system working or is it failing? <laughs> and um, I don't know. I would I would love to see a little more representation.
1: I would suggest everybody looking into ranked choice voting.
0: Yes, that was one of the big topics was in it? that
1: debate. Yes. There's people trying to get it passed here. Uh, It's -hmm. passing randomly. Uh, You know, your co-host Brian. They passed (laughs) ranked choice voting in Alaska. I think right before we we all spoke on your wonderful show last time.
0: That's right. Okay. Yep. I heard about Alaska and uh, Vermont, maybe or probably start New Hampshire or something like that.
1: One of the yeah, one of those north (laughs) mixture of. Liberal, conservative, leftist, libertarian-like places, especially with smaller populations. I th- it think it's easier to get ranked choice voting passed through. But I think ultimately it would be ba- – it's kind of like other, other governments. Uh, there's – the other parties have sway and say in the larger, larger scale – you know, like in the U.K. and Canada, there are still main parties, but it's not like, oh, right. it's been four years. Let's look at the Libertarian and the Green Party and they go away again for four more years except for small government, I, I think, or lower level government, not small government, because big government, small governments, again, depending on who's saying it, means different right? things.
0: Of course. <laughs>
1: Uh, The eye of the beholder sometimes. That would be cool. Sometimes it seems like this Supreme Court would never let it happen because they're too comfy.
0: Yeah, they've surprised us with a few things, right? Like, haven't they really taken the gerrymandering thing? Here we are on gerrymandering again. Haven't they really taken that head on and shocked a lot of people with, you know, some of their decisions on the U.S. Supreme Court on that?
1: A little bit, but to varied uh, degrees. My state, not to bring it all back to me, but this is my show. We had a case in front of the U.S. Supreme Court for our gerrymandered districts. And our Secretary of State argued that we passed this anti-gerrymandering legislation. And that would take care of it. In uh, At this time, it was 2019. So it would be... That'll take care of it in a year when they redraw the map. So don't worry about it. Just toss the case. And they're <laughs> like, okay, we toss the case. And then here we are. The saga that I previously described, there's supposed to be a 40, 35 or 40% support from the party not in power. Okay. but But if you don't get their support, you can shove through maps that are good for four years. So that's what they did. They just ignored the, the Supreme Court and the state Supreme Court, which was a Republican majority, mm-hmm. said the maps were unconstitutional. They just said, well, we don't care. We're going to force through the maps. So, yeah, our last two elections were on maps that were ruled unconstitutional five times. And they did Pretty much the same thing. This time I don't know if this is why the weak ass Democrats just said, Okay, give us a couple seats and we'll go along with it or I'm not really (laughs) sure. I'm not tapped into either of the main I think I registered in the Green Party when I was eighteen because they weren't officially recognized in the state because they didn't have enough people. Okay. But we have open primaries, so you don't have to register for a party to vote in a primary or anything like that and obviously party affiliation doesn't matter in general elections so i mean i could go vote in the republican primary but i couldn't vote in both i couldn't vote in the democratic primary and the republican primary
0: yeah it's it's like that here as well it's like one or the other um and i think that ranked that ranked choice is it called ranked choice ranked choice voting yeah yeah, I think that'll do away, right, with a lot of the fears that people have that the Green Party is going to siphon off, you know, votes from Biden or, you know, the Libertarian, God forbid, is going to siphon a few votes from the Republican or whatever, right?
1: Totally. Uh, that That's what it's been shown to do in the little pockets. Where, you know, I, Maybe I should have a ranked choice voting person on here sometime to really explain it. But from my understanding, it's okay. I want... Lance to be my president, but my second choice is Darren. And then if Lance doesn't get enough votes, that vote goes to Darren. So you can vote for your favorite person. And if that favorite person is popular enough, they win. If they're not popular enough, you get your Mm -hmm. second choice or your third choice. And they, they, you know, they whittle it down. And I think there's even a thing where, you know, like, uh in the primaries like we talked about people can win primaries with less than the majority of the vote because there's sure fucking what eight guys on
0: the ballot yeah
1: eight guys and a woman in the republican debate right now and that's not even all the people that are running so
0: (laughs) yes that's right (laughs) because the great one need not be there because it's (laughs) He's ordained. <laughs> uh, you know, he's
1: he's busy working on his appeal to his fraud case in New York that really will fu- it will dissolve all of his biz- businesses in New York.
0: Well, or as, as my mom messaged me earlier today, she said, fraud case, civil case, that's fucking bullshit. Isn't fraud something that should take send you to jail? <laughs> Shouldn't that be more of a criminal case? So... I don't know about the specifics of the case. Are you, are you
1: familiar with it? It's mostly the the one that was just uh, mostly decided. The damages haven't been decided yet, but okay. his lawyers were sanctioned. They were all fined like $8,000 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the case was centered around a longstanding, long-rumored, often kind of admitted to practice – that the Trumps talked about, like Ivanka's talked about it, Donald's talked about it. They've all sort of casually talked about it before they started getting in trouble for it. So they would okay. they would value they would report the value of a property they have different when it came time to pay the taxes on it. They well, would...
0: that's just good business sense, Darren.
1: I mean, come on, man. You
0: can't you can't blame a guy for, you know, want to save a buck. Or...
1: You got to pick a lane. Because then when time came to get the loans, they overvalue the property. I know you were being facetious, but I had to. (laughs) For the people that are only half paying attention because it's so hard to just follow all of his legal issues among all the other stuff going on. So, I mean, there was one property in New York where the size... And the value was changed five or six times over a couple years, and it varied from it's worth like eighteen million to three hundred percent more, whatever that is, because some so, of the some of the so references not, were yeah,
0: not just market fluctuations. Then
1: no, 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 <laughs> like uh, just just my business. Um. Uh, there's a big dispute about Mar-a-Lago. That's a thing that they were sticking to. Now sure. two two years ago, or maybe it was three, the Trump family filed an appeal to the state tax board in Florida saying that their evaluation of Mar-a-Lago being at twenty five million dollars or somewhere around there, like eighteen to twenty-five million dollars, was too high. OK. Today, while they're complaining about it, saying that the judge who just read that report and didn't rule that it was worth that much, they said the judge decided that it was worth that. It was the state taxation board. Uh, Eric or Don Jr. said it's actually worth about a billion dollars.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. When
1: three sure. years ago, they said it was definitely worth less than. Twenty five million.
0: Well, man, that's that's some appreciation and value there.
1: Yeah, so it's kind of like the crime of fucking with a bank. And that's usually when re- if he had just screwed over poor people, he'd probably been fine.
0: Great point. Great point. Or he might get Al Capone, right? They might get him on, on tax evasion or something. Yeah, you start fucking with the rich people. Now you got some problems.
1: That was that case. I think they have to decide how much damages are going to be. And um, yeah, you know, there there's a lot of well, we paid everybody back, so the uh, the writers' strike looks like it might be coming
0: to a close.
1: I believe, yeah, I believe they've come to an agreement, and I wonder if they
0: got what they were asking for.
1: I'm pretty sure at least one of the things is they won't be writing scripts using AI.
0: That that's a huge one, from what I hear. That was like one of the biggest. I guess bones of contention and rightfully so who who wants to go to a movie with an AI written script how good can it be
1: I remembered being sort of excited to see the announcement of a sequel to a movie but then seeing that it was supposed to be written by AI and then being deflated but I can't remember what it is right now
0: yeah, I mentioned it on the podcast. I read I read an article. Um to, Oh, Brightburn too?
1: Yes. That this is what it is.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think that um I think that, that 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 those rumors have been safely put to bed.
1: Oh, good. I don't really want to see what a computer thinks the second one should be. I'm kind of that way. May I might read a short story or mm-hmm. a, or a poem written by a computer, but Even taking out the creative people whose jobs would just go away with the Mm -hmm. self-checkout lane of Hollywood. That's right. I like that um, there seems to be a bigger labor movement going on and people noticing it. And, you know, as much as I can talk shit about Joe Biden, I Mm -hmm. think he was the first president to go to a picket line and talk with striking workers and give the strike leader a platform to do his talking. Um, I can't remember his name, but definitely got a lot more attention with Biden going down there. Now, let's just hope he doesn't Mm -hmm. talk to his old friend Mitch McConnell across the aisle and find a way to railroad strike it but
0: yeah well I, I i had respect for him for doing it and i you know kind of messaged my mom about it again mom's cynicism kicks in overtime darren and she's like oh sounds like a great opportunity for a photo op for biden <laughs> so yeah not as she's not as big as fan that's for yeah. sure
1: well i mean fuck neither am i <laughs>
0: <laughs> historically i guess his his record let it speak for itself right yeah yeah,
1: it's, you know, just because you're better than somebody else doesn't mean you're good.
0: Yeah, that's right. Lesser of two evils. And here we are talking about that two-party system.
1: We need the need the rank choice. We need the uh, ungerrymandered districts. I don't know how, uh, how much leeway you have with where you're buying your house.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: something I never used to think about, but I have thought about a lot in the last Five ten years is. Look up who the representatives of the address you're thinking about. Okay, I'll see- do that.
0: We're we we're definitely going to be renting. Okay. Um, when we're in Florida, we're gonna we're gonna keep the house here. Cool. And uh, daughter and granddaughters are gonna live in it. And uh, oh, nice. That way, because we it may only be a few years. It was a it was a two year contract that the wife signed. So we'll see how that goes.
1: Right. A lot of apartments in Tampa. I've lived in this neighborhood for, I think, 10 or 15 years. But I used to live a few blocks away. I moved a few blocks. I'm in a different congressional district.
0: Just by moving a few blocks, huh?
1: Yep. A few blocks in the same neighborhood.
0: Wow. Got to pay attention to that stuff.
1: True. Especially the way they draw those maps.
0: (laughs) Kind of like this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Squiggly seahorses and... Crab people in Tetris shape. Not even Tetris shapes. Tetris shapes would make more sense.
0: Much more sense. That'd be blocky at least, right?
1: Like broken glass or a punched windshield might be more representative of the gerryman. Didn't take us too long to get to 2021's Don't Look Up.
0: Yeah, see out for some reason I thought this movie was released pre-covid, but uh I guess it was filmed and every I'm I'm assuming it was filmed before covid. I'm not I'm not too familiar with with the how the filming went for this one, but I was surprised to see it was 2021 when I rewatched it last night. For some reason I remembered it being earlier than that. It felt like for some reason, but
1: pretty recent film they started working on it before or right around when covid first hit it was shot it was delayed because of ah okay covid and then it after it took them longer to make it than they had planned it also took longer to release i think it switched companies once or twice
0: okay well, one thing about one thing about McKay, he can he can get that on. He must be one of those that uh, people really want to work want to work with. You know, you you have certain directors. Kubrick was always that way, and uh, oh gosh, I'm trying to think of the guy that did the. Ah, <laughs> uh, he did all the heist movies, the remakes of Ocean's Eleven and
1: Ocean's Two Thousand Nine. Uh, we want the Oh, Steven one. Soderbergh.
0: Soderbergh! Yeah! Seems like everybody wants to work, work with that guy.
1: Well, what, McKay? Didn't he write for one of your favorite TV shows of all time?
0: Are you was, talking about... Did he work Did he work on Community?
1: I think he was the head writer... Well, he might have, but I think he was the head writer of Saturday Night Live. That for, would make sense. For yeah. a while. That like
0: would make sense, yeah.
1: Five, five six years. Uh, but... I don't remember. It was the late 90s, early 1000s. Well, early 1000s, they had the Will Ferrell, George W.
0: That was some pretty good years, man. That was some uh, pretty good years. I I, I I don't know. I'm one of those SNL apologists. You know, I mean, there's some seasons better than others, but I can't think of a single season I hated, you know?
1: Well, it, and and in some ways, thinking along those lines... You know, satire only has the, the society that it's trying to reflect to work with. So you were talking about the cast. Uh, what? Jennifer Lawrence, Leonardo DiCaprio, Timothy Chalamet, Meryl Streep, Me- Melanie Linsky, Kate Blanchett. I didn't even oh, recognize yeah. her until That's this right. time around.
0: Oh, C- Kate Blanchett? Yeah. She looked a little bit different. She was all made up and. Definitely wearing a push-up bra in every scene, and kind of, uh, kind of the oversexed news anchor there, along with uh, Tyler Perry doing the morning show. where, um, well, we're gonna talk about your fun little science section at the end, but first we got to get this uh, get this online romance to get all the clicks up
1: with Ariana Grande. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, and it was the, Who was that kid? Kid. Kid Cuddy. Oh, is
1: that who played the, the, the <laughs> boyfriend so. in that? Okay. Yeah, he
0: looks familiar. I, I think I recognized him from X, uh, that came out last year.
1: <laughs> if it is the guy from X, that is Kid Cuddy or cutie or however you say it. <laughs> sure. But I've only, yeah. What he was also in the new Bill and Ted movie.
0: Uh, yeah, As himself. that was a, that was a good one, man. I, I had fun with that movie. Definitely. Uh, I definitely enjoyed their offspring. <laughs> they were a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I think they did a good job uh, mimicking their film parents. Um. So don't look up. I'm sure you watched it during, uh, I don't know if you want to call it, Step Back, Shut Down, Lockdown.
0: Sure. Quarantine.
1: Sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people first watched it then. And since it was the time and since a lot of art is influenced by what it's around. And I think there's some stuff in it that is COVID. There's so much in this movie, so much, so many references. Ultimately it was purposefully written as an environmental movie.
0: Well, for the most part, right? But there's definitely a lot of, there's a lot of other stuff in there, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: The, the, the seed, the seed idea between mm-hmm. um McKay and who who did he write? I
0: recognize the name because I think they've done some stuff together. Like when they were doing oh, the credits was early doing? on in the movie, we so should have done our homework, man. It, it <laughs> is <laughs> on the.
1: I did a little bit, but I try not to have too okay. many notes because it seems so yeah. prepared. Something Sorota, who was like a journalist who wrote, who was a speechwriter for Bernie Sanders. And Not wrote kidding. for uh, like nuts. Jacobin okay. and The Guardian, mm-hmm. I think. All right. Um, yeah, David Sirota. Uh, there they were. How much of a summary of "Don't Look Up" should we do?
0: There's it. It's it's all about existential dread, right? Ex- An existential threat and would our society right now be willing be able to deal with something like that so here's the thing anytime and and i've noticed this darren i i I try hard to find a a really good climate change movie but unless you want to listen to um al gore you know rap for an hour and a half and show pie charts and stuff um it's really hard to get on film man because it's it's although as we learned this summer maybe it isn't quite as slow moving as we think it is um but yeah i mean you always gotta have that punch right that extra drama that really really short time frame like uh armageddon is right around the corner or like remember that maybe the day after tomorrow where the world froze like instantly yes you know so it's it's very very hard to portray creeping uh danger right you know so I don't know. I guess maybe that's why I'm guessing that's why he used the parallel of a of a a comet hurtling toward Earth that can, you know, what they call it, extinction level event.
1: Yep. Extinction level event. From what I saw, so they said that they were just sort of talking about uh, McKay and Sirota. Were. Talking to climate scientists and each t- they were st- ho- sort of hoping to get some sort of like help, hopeful. And well, yeah, always worse than okay. they expected. Well, it's so weird that mainstream news doesn't really talk about it, or if they do, it's way after. It's way late. Like, it's like the what's mm-hmm. it called the the Daily Toke or what's the Morning Rip or whatever the fuck Tyler the Perry and Kate, <laughs> Kate Blanchett's sure, right. show is. The it's like rip. Yeah, let's (laughs) let's have the celebrities. We try to keep the bad news light and light and fluffy. (laughs) Yeah, and Jennifer Lawrence is like, maybe it's not supposed to be fun. Maybe you're supposed to.
0: They didn't want to hear that.
1: And they tossed uh, uh, McKay and Sirota. Was like, it's kind of like everybody's ignoring it because it's Mm -hmm. not fun. It's not exciting. It's being distracted from because. Some people feel like it's hopeless. Some people feel like it's not real. I mean, we'll, we've got the don't look up. It's in the title. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're like, it's like everybody knows that there's a meteor that's going to hit the earth and nobody cares. And that's, yeah. that, that's and, where it started.
0: And and also, but, but do they really know, right? I mean, the denial, They they did a really good job on that section where they were showing all the denialists and then the of course she had the it wasn't a red cap that she was wearing at first I think she wore a red one toward the end but I love that their caps literally said uh don't look up yeah <laughs> what the the other team had said please look up or yeah I so I like the way that this movie started because it, it it's actually I think it was pretty realistic and it also feeds into you know, why, with the exception of, you know, Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson and maybe Bill Nye at one point, although he kind of loses me a little bit, he gets a little bit repetitive, but you don't really have a whole lot of celebrity scientists out there, right? Because that's not their their bag. So I just thought it was really interesting the way McKay started it, where, you know, they're double checking their math and, you know, first they're really excited because she's discovered something new. And then, they run the numbers and it's like, oh, we have a problem. And then you you'll notice that uh, the the scientists working with her didn't didn't even want to bring it up in that first meeting. He said, "Let me go home and sleep on this one before yeah. we talk about what we're discovering with these numbers." And then all all that uh, Jennifer Lawrence said was just, uh, "I got to go get high." So yeah, sure. <laughs> they get the initial shock. And then I guess a lot of the first act of the movie is them trying to communicate it to people that are more interested in, like you said, you know, fluff. Is that kind of how you would read the first act?
1: Yeah. You know, she, Jennifer Lawrence's character's boyfriend works for, I'm guessing it's uh, parallel to the New York times or something like that. Try it. Yes. Uh, and I, I know that, there was a decent amount of negative reviews of the movie by people who wrote for those types of publications. And but there would also be contrary <laughs> reviews saying, of course they didn't like it. This is about yes. them.
0: Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you would think, I mean, well, I, you saw the movie about Epstein, right? Uh, what was it called? Uh, something like she said or something like that
1: that came out earlier in the year. Oh, I'm not sure uh, if you caught that Jeffrey it was pretty well movie? done. No, but yeah, I read the, I read catch and kill and he's was okay. in that somewhat.
0: Yeah, so like this is, you know, New York Times and I mean that's like our last bastion of truth, right? They're the ones that are actually willing to get stuff out there and you know, they they weren't even willing to take it to, <laughs> over the goal line, you know? We're not it's getting just,
1: enough clicks.
0: Not getting enough clicks. <laughs> They were looking at they were looking at all the graphs and uh oh. Eh, better move on to something else. What celebrity wedding is going on this month, right?
1: You got the got the celebrity drama, got oh, can the can the meteor please hit my ex-wife's house? Shitty oh, yeah. Shitty morning <laughs> show jokes. Uh every everything being dismissed in meme form, you know, Jennifer Lawrence's right. character becomes a meme. The fucking so much parody of the last long time, but especially the last eight years here sure. in the states, mostly. But you know, Ron Perlman playing the type of person he fights with on Twitter, right? right. Um, well, yeah. But, uh, another th- a thing I did notice uh, that is another reflection of our systems current systems or whatever is that eventually uh jennifer lawrence's character's discovery became leonardo dicaprio's study or discovery yeah they they start out with differentiating it but then it totally became his thing which is such a thing in academia where grad students Mm -hmm. accomplishments become their mentors accomplishments pretty fluidly and uh, some other yeah I don't, so you're right they they discover they do the math like what like carl sagan said to do or whatever like they say mm-hmm. and, oh yeah what would carl do yeah what would carl do the president doesn't care because her Supreme Court nominee is in the news, given her bad press, and it's not good timing for the election. And yeah. her shithead son slash chief chief of staff, who <laughs> seems to be a, 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 a very edible. There's an edible situation there. Uh, yeah, talking about I, how hot his mom is. Had some weird. Um, yeah, had some weird. Weird comments in that in that regard, didn't he? Yep, yep. And as we see later, she doesn't even really think of him at all. Uh, Which makes sense, yeah. But it, yeah, it's not the it's not the right time. <laughs> not the right time politically. You know, if if Congress gets interested in this, they're not going to put forward my Supreme Court justice. And we've got to think about the next two years. While the scientists are saying, this is in six months. Don't even plan for two years until we deal with this in six months. And they're like, oh, it's only 99% likely to happen.
0: Let's work with
1: corporations. Corporations will come up with the, the, (laughs) the solution. And then in comes, like, Andy Warhol, Elon Musk...
0: Mark Rylance man he was great and he his predictions of how everyone was gonna die based on his what his AI predicted was like eerily <laughs> spot on eerily spot on right yes to, to the very last after credit scene even <laughs>
1: <laughs> we don't know what it means yes. oh yes uh oh all the, man all the weird oh man uh, i <sighs> I don't know where to go from here, but, but uh, uh, well, so it eventually becomes politically feasible for mm-hmm. the government to say they're going to do something, but it's all a show. It's all performative. It's all got to be
0: yep. big battleship. Fireworks,
1: battleship, hats, slogans, (laughs) mission accomplished banner. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Mission accomplished banner.
1: (laughs) Good distraction from the scandal. Well, we've gotta get the precious resources that it's gonna benefit everyone, I promise you. Lucy says as she moves the football.
0: So I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that. I think Ryan Lance played my favorite character in the movie. Yeah. Because at first I kind of, all right, so this is the second time for me to see this first. I I really thought, I guess maybe it was because of the cell phone thing, but I thought Steve jobs at first, but like you say, Elon Musk, that's a really good analogy, especially right now. But I I think he's probably, I, I think he had more than just a mild case of Asperger's syndrome for sure. And just obviously very intelligent, but like just only in focused ways and like no social skills at all and just very awkward. Did You you saw how his eyes would kind of dart from one person to the other and the little girl, you know, he has the kids in his audience to, or the kids up on the stage with him for the audience to be heartwarming and the little girl asks him a question and he says, no. Yeah. Can I <laughs> say something? Wanna- no. <laughs> want to meet him backstage and he just rushes him along it's just zero social skills so i don't know he he was probably my favorite character in the movie jennifer lawrence was great oh chalamet when we get to that what a great character man yeah just like fuck it all there's nothing we can do about it let's let's uh ride skateboards and drink and smoke weed and And pray (laughs) yes that's right
1: the oddly religious anarchist.
0: Yes, oddly um. religious
1: <laughs> And I mean, I mean, if I think we say this every episode, but like, if you haven't seen the movie, what are you doing here? But also, it's pretty straightforward, and it's not. We don't. Mm-hmm. You don't want to explain all the jokes. You know, this is sure. a very satirical movie. So yeah, the government ignores scientists government corporations think of think about themselves and then then they ask the scientists to help fix the thing when it's probably too late and oh yeah turn turn the ship turn
0: the ships with the nukes around we just discovered there's this thing is is rife with precious metals
1: yep (laughs) billions and trillions of dollars we need to think of that Yes, with our technology, will save us. I promise you.
0: And did you see how much the president count to him when he came in the room? Well, he's... yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, what
1: did they say? He's like double double platinum eagle level donor, just like the person, the anesthesiologist they put in charge of NASA,
0: or the my pillow guy. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> mixing real life with the movie. Sorry about that.
1: I mean it. Yeah. Uh, putting your friends and your donors in charge of things. The Supreme Court justice, who had no law degree, no legal experience, a lot of problems in their past. Mm-hmm. But. Well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but he had done a soft core porn.
1: He had so, done a soft core porn know. and she had sent him a nudie pic. Yes. Maybe a man with a strange beard or whatever the, the news people were saying.
0: I would imagine that he definitely owns at least one T-shirt in his closet that says mustache rides 25 cents. <laughs> Who could forget the T-shirt that the guy was wearing? I'll never forget it. My dad had the John Denver Greatest Hits album, and it was one of those old vinyls that you'd open it up and it showed the man there. And of course, he had the inevitable guy wearing the T-shirt, Be kind. be kind to nature, kiss a beaver.
1: I thought you were going to go dark and say somebody had a shirt that said John Denver's Greatest Hits, and it would be a picture of a mountain.
0: (laughs) Or Sonny Bono's Greatest Hits, and (laughs) it's a tree.
1: Let's get to the other more well-written dark comedy. So, yeah, yeah, Ron Perlman wants to say hi to all the gays and the Indians, both kinds.
0: He's of a different generation.
1: The ones with elephants, the ones with... What did he say? Bows and arrows. Bows and arrows. <laughs>
0: yes, he
1: did. <laughs> um, to him shooting at the at the comet later or the asteroid. Yep.
0: Def- definitely Doctor Strangelove style. You know, <laughs> like riding <Yeah>. on the, <laughs> the cowboy hat, yeah. riding on the missile. <laughs> oh, I gotta I gotta make a point before I forget, Aaron. Please. Um, so this is going back to the White House, and I don't know if you. I did notice at the first watch, but I did on this one. But they did. They would pan the camera, and they would focus on uh, paintings of a lot of Native Americans in rem- the White House, right?
1: I remembered at least one, and I also I- remembered there being a decent amount of Civil War paintings.
0: Yes, there were. Yeah, there was a big Civil War painting. I So look, here's what I got from that, and I don't know if McKay meant this or not, but I'm thinking, all right, so you've got this big existential threat that's coming towards you and you can't get away from it. Is that not kind of what happened to the people who lived here first <laughs> before the Europeans arrived? Yeah, I don't know. Colonizers
1: <laughs> were the comet.
0: You know what? I think I think that might be part of the message here.
1: It I could, mean, I mean,
0: it's kind of an aside. You know, it wasn't the main story, but I could I could
1: see that. You know, I mean, there seem to be little nods everywhere, and I could see how mm-hmm. some people, especially people who, I mean this movie is straight up my street. You know, I love over the top politically and sociological themed movies. You know, I'll watch the purge movies and people say they're garbage mm-hmm. and I won't say they're not, <laughs> but I'll say they're, yeah. they're right up for me. So I can see some people saying that some of it's a little heavy handed, but I don't hear those same people saying idiocracy was, I think this is.
0: That's a good one. Idiocracy's similar level. A good movie.
1: Yeah. yeah similar level maybe a little bit drier comedy i mean idiocracy was like yeah just uh. <laughs> yeah that's true you know when president, you get a president camacho and brondo <laughs> yeah. and all that shit
0: pulls out a machine gun and just starts shooting up the whole oval office right
1: Yeah. I think things have gotten a little darker since Idiocracy came out. Idiocracy foretold Mm -hmm. the coming of Sarah Palin and Lauren Boebert and (laughs) stuff like that. Uh, Don't Look Up is climate catastrophe. It is ignoring information for momentary entertainment. It's checked out, you know, a checked out media. Profit-driven rather than information-driven. It is cynical politicians thinking of everything as the next election, the next donor check. It's Mm -hmm. a cynical movie, of course.
0: Well, but you've got—see, this is is the other thing. Okay, so you've got the person who actually discovered it, and then you've got the scientist she was working with, DiCaprio— and he sold out pretty quickly for a little while until he had a change of heart, right? Toward, you know, the last third of the movie. You know, he really, he had, he was, he went, he got woke, I guess you would say, Darren. At there that we go. Point, when he realized that, uh, he realized what he was doing. But they did bring in the expert from NASA. And you would think that he would have lent, lent more credence to it in that in that initial meeting, so... Man, I tell you, if those guys can't make a can't make a difference um, when they get a a meeting with the president, and she's more worried about her Supreme Court pick, I don't know, man. Uh, I, unfortunately, I yeah, it's a comedy, but little little too <laughs> real, man, for me in certain parts.
1: Yeah. Uh, what was uh, Doctor Mindy is Leonardo Dr. DiCaprio. Doctor Mindy.
0: Doctor Mindy. That's right. That's and I right. kept
1: thinking the Jennifer Lawrence's character is deep was DiBiase because when okay. i was a kid the million dollar man ted DiBiase, was a wrestler
0: That's but right. it's
1: dibiase uh the doctoral student the person who didn't check out well she does check out but the person yeah. who doesn't get whipped up into a frenzy of social acceptance um what's that guy's name doctor teddy teddy something is uh, the guy from the Planetary Defense, Defense Fund or <laughs> whatever? Yeah,
0: Planetary Defense Corps.
1: Which I had to look up to see if yes. it really was a real thing. According to McKay, it is. But I did see it was established in 2016. Ah, pretty uh, pretty new then.
0: Yes. Does it have something to do with Trump's uh, space force?
1: You know, I, I think it was before—well, it might be connected now, but <sighs> okay. I saw that they were formed January 2016, which was months and months before yeah. the 2016 election.
0: Okay. So it so it was an Obama-era program.
1: I don't know when it was first talked about, because, you know, sometimes things take a while to actually be created once they are agreed to be done, but Mm -hmm. uh, I did see that it had something to do with a law passed in 2005 by Congress. But it wasn't a law to do this thing. What was it? The, The NASA Authorization Act, which was to... One of the things that it was supposed to do was assigning NASA the objective of finding and analyzing in some way as many uh, objects in space that could hit Earth. Well, that sounds like a pretty
0: good idea (laughs) to keep an eye on that, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think their goal was to, yeah, spend the next 10, 15 years trying to find all of them, as many as they could in space. I think it was... I think the goal was 90%, which is good, not bad. but, you know, not I bad. mean, not yeah. Bad. yeah,
0: not the 99% that Meryl Streep poo-pooed and tried to tr- ask him to change it to 70. So, um, as you well know, our, uh, our esteemed co-host, uh, Philip on the horror returns is, uh, he's a true believer, man. He, uh, he's, he's convinced that the, uh, that the aliens are already among us here. So, Trying to, at this point, we'd be trying to shut the barn door with the with the horses running across the
1: pasture. Well, I think if they're among us and they haven't taken us out, we've got to be a reality show, like they said on South Park.
0: There you go. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> I wonder if we get the clicks over there or not.
1: I <laughs> so, mean, where do you th- <laughs> go ahead?
0: <laughs> no, where do you think this whole this whole social media thing is going, Darren? It's gotten so bad in my house, and i have I'm one to talk, but I'm, I'm a reader, right? So when I've got downtime and I'm not watching a movie for the podcast or something like that, I like to, I like to grab a real book. Actually it's a nook that I read, but I can't really do audiobooks because I have so many podcasts that, that take up my time on the commute. Um, but my wife has over the last, uh, I don't know, year or so, she's fallen into the habit of, of watching, and she never uses headphones, by the way. Um, something called Reels. Are you familiar with this?
1: Oh, the little short videos on Facebook? Yes. A, a friend of ours, Lee Russell. Uh, do uh-huh. you know Lee? You know Lee, right? Name sounds very familiar. Uh, he, he's familiar. been around. He guests around. He he lives up in Canada. Uh, his main show okay. is They Must Be Destroyed On site
0: i have heard of that yes okay
1: um (laughs) he likes to take screenshots of two reels next to each other that look Uh funny paired together like a two-panel uh comic strip or something like that (laughs) that's that's mostly where i know of reels
0: well i can tell you this man they um I, i i think in our mark rylance character his his ai must be must be programming these because they they definitely once they start figuring out the ones that you spend a little more time watching they adapt right
1: ah the algorithm
0: yeah i just want to know where this is all going is this is this dangerous (laughs) is there something sinister here is it just all about making money is it the threat of the red chinese darren what's going on here man
1: I think it's a little bit of all of them. Uh, have you have you seen the YouTube effect by Alex Winter?
0: I have been wanting to see that one. Isn't he also doing a Zappa documentary? Or I,
1: I think that I one's think already Alex out. Winter. I think. Okay. I think his Zappa documentary came out f- before this. So is this out now? It is out now. It's on. It's streaming. Okay. I wanted to get it on YouTube, but I couldn't. I think uh-huh. I rented it on iTunes. Or I might have bought bought it.
0: Let me check my Just Watch app to see if it's streaming anywhere. You you said it's called The YouTube Effect?
1: Yeah, The YouTube Effect. It's a documentary he made over the past few years. It was doing the festival circuit at least over the summer, if not before. But uh, I watched it about a month ago. I very well could have watched it again for this because of its commentary or its discussing The use of YouTube from, from its beginning to now, you know, it's got child YouTube influencers. It's got, yes, (laughs) all this. stuff. it's got people talking about the algorithm. It shows what, what clicks, you know, what people do for clicks, it, things that the algorithm feeds uh, feeds into uh, politically and personally. Uh, I hate, There's, there's a guy that sort of went down that type of YouTube hole that leads to white supremacy and the proud boys and shit. And he's working on getting out and trying to right some of the wrongs that he did. Oh wow. It's got people that worked uh, at the, at creating YouTube. It's a very interesting documentary to say the least. And uh, I'm, I need to watch the Zappa one because I think I've I've liked I haven't seen a whole lot. But I mean, Alex Winter after Bill and Ted, speaking of Bill and Ted, Mm -hmm. or maybe it was after the Lost Boys. He went to film school in New York. He went to one of those (laughs) prestigious ones and he's been doing a lot of surprise me, a lot of movies lately. And, you know, of course, we we could have done the environment uh, watching Freaked that movie of his yeah
0: freak that's a great one man <laughs> that's i love that one with uh sir randy quaid yeah
1: uh and i think keanu reeves is in it as the dog man
0: He's the dog-faced boy that's right
1: <laughs> and that's the, a good one the older brother from blossom that's not joey lawrence
0: ah okay
1: uh, plays alex winter's friend
0: that's okay. So that's who that is. So that, you're
1: that's who that guy is.
0: You're you're going a little deep dive
1: for ah. me on that one, but uh, I, I had an older sister <laughs> when Blossom came out, mm-hmm. so I'm sure he has done other things. That is the only thing I know that guy from.
0: Well, Blossom, Blossom herself got quite a revival in the Big Bang Theory.
1: Yeah, was she hosting Jeopardy now?
0: Is she okay?
1: Or she at least Wouldn't was one of the guest, guest hosts after okay. Alex Trebek. Uh, maybe another person that was co-hosting or guest hosting was Ken Ken Jennings or Kent Jennings or whatever that guy that won a fuckload of times. Uh, well,
0: maybe they need maybe they need to get Tyler Perry on there or something, right? <laughs> Keep it light. That was a good line, man. That was such a classic TV host line, right? Like, well, can you get the asteroid to go toward my ex-wife's house? Uh-huh. Oh, the morning show on Apple TV Plus—they do a really good job of that like uh oh yeah they're spot on with making fun of those corny jokes that they come up with on the morning shows and all the fake forced smiling that they do and all the backstabbing that's really going on behind the scenes it's it's a good show man i know we're getting off topic but it's worth checking out (laughs) apple tv plus to me is very i'm very impressed man with uh with their programming, I know just like everybody else, I noticed that their price went up, but only maybe about twenty bucks a year, not fifty bucks a year like
1: uh, Max did. <laughs> uh, well, you know, Apple. I'm surprised that they didn't raise the price earlier. They got to pay for that uh, suicide,
0: uh, <laughs> Nats.
1: Well, or that um, that uh, messy soccer player guy. Ah, Where?
0: that's right. That's right. They brought
1: him to the Major League Soccer. And I think part of his deal was that he gets a cut of the profits. Not sure where this tangent came from, but I think it was Apple, which reminds me you wanted us originally to talk about something else. So I want you to bring that up now. The documentary yeah. series or something, uh, faux documentary <laughs> extrapolations—is that what it's called?
0: It, it it is extrapolations, and it was um, <laughs> interestingly enough, you're you're the one who told me that Michael Moore has a new podcast, and it's called Rumble with Michael Moore, and he actually interviewed the showrunner last week. So if you want to listen to that, that would be a that would be a good episode to pick up. About a maybe a forty minute interview, but. Yeah, Extrapolations, I was watching it, Darren, and I was like, this can't, come on, get, give me a break, because it was like the first, each episode is a couple of years apart from the one prior, but it okay. all takes place like over the next, say, 30 or 40 years from now, right? So the first episode takes place about five years from now, and there's uh, smoke in many places, right, from fires, <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, you've got people that are starting to get something that they call summer heart that they're developing where they're, uh, because of the extreme heat, uh, they're having heart problems at a very, you know, very early young age. Um, you've got, you know, all the pollutants in the air and stuff like that. You've got all the dead fish that are washing up on the sea. And so I watched the documentary and I'm like, well, you know, I like this, but it's, it's kind of it's bordering on science fiction like this stuff's not going to happen this quickly. And then uh, I guess uh, the Northern Hemisphere's summer 2023 happened.
1: Yes. <laughs> and Now I've... I'm wondering
0: if they aren't being a little too conservative on their predictions on this show.
1: It's I, I'm going to have to check it out because yeah, I live in uh, Columbus, Ohio, which is right in the middle of the state. Uh, about two hour drive north is uh, Lake Erie and the Canadian border. so we had uh, air quality not. alerts and hazards pretty much all summer from the wildfires
0: and could you could you tell that it was that it was in the air? I mean yes.
1: it, yeah. oh man a lot of hazy days not as bad well, as, uh, you know people I know up in Cleveland. Cause they're right there on the other side of the lake, and they get a lot of the lake effect weather patterns. So all of that just goes directly through there. But we'd have some really hazy days, and you could tell just breathing. Just yeah, suck to be outside for too long. Right, and uh, occasionally it, you could you would think that there was a smell in the air. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean a lot of these climate things that the movie is talking about the meat, you know, and extrapolation sounds like it's talking about some of the stuff is happening a, a lot faster than people yeah. guessed. It's still happening. They got that part, right. Mm-hmm. But the rapidity of some of this stuff is, I mean, hopefully there's can be some mitigation done, but you know, they're, There is the point of no return for some things.
0: It's easy to get hopeless, you know, and that's what people don't want to think about. And so instead of listening to uh, scientists that kind of do this thing for a living, 40 hours, 80 hours a week or whatever, you know, based on their workload, you're. We're listening to social influencers, some of which literally say the earth is flat, even to this day. (laughs) Unbelievable, man. But yeah, I can't uh I can't recognize or I can't recommend that, that series highly enough. It's scary. Scary stuff. Um actually speaking of Meryl Streep, she plays the voice of the whale. They uh they have a scientist, uh Sienna Miller, and she finds a way to communicate with uh she's she's able to translate whale speech into human speech, and so you've got the president from Don't Look Up, you know, playing the voice of the whale. But, uh, but yeah, like you said, they have to pay for the the soccer player. I, I made the the off color joke. They have to pay for the suicide nets in China, of the women who are putting the iPhones together.
1: Yeah, I forgot about those. Um,
0: so we're all we're all evil. <laughs>
1: well, that's the problem with capitalism: um, is you're forced to take part in it.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's true. Just look at Mark Rylance's character, right? Turn Pearlman around.
1: <laughs> He's super platinum double eagle donor. You got to listen to him.
0: Absolutely.
1: Is there anything is- that you we haven't talked about from the movie that you would suggest?
0: I think we covered it, you know, and it's, so. it's got like a I think on Metacritic. It has like a forty nine. So it's very divisive. And of I love movies that are divisive. I like to watch movies that are that way. So uh I think we covered I think we covered it all.
1: Are we going on more tangents or is it time to let you go?
0: I think it's just time to to start looking up, man. You know? There's something going on. It's happening a lot quicker than we thought it was going to. Let's uh, you know, let's quit listening to these, you know, to these pundits and these influencers and these conspiracy theorists and let's uh let's put our faith in science man let's listen to the scientists that have run the numbers and done the research and know that the meteor is hurtling toward earth there's going to be some permanent damage no matter what but uh i'd like to hope to have faith in our young people something as simple as getting my granddaughters to be sure that they're always putting the bottles with the bottles and the aluminum cans with the aluminum cans. They don't always do that, Darren, so I don't know where we're going to end up, man.
1: Well, them getting in the mindset is more important than that. the personal. Sure. Personal recycling is a nice thing to do, but stopping the corporations from killing the planet will do more than getting the bottles and the cans in the right can
0: yeah if we can get more people in programs like extinction rebellion yep, where right. you're actually going out and, and 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 putting your body on the line to get arrested <laughs> and refuse to move and you know block traffic and i watched a video where they they actually disrupted the cons film festival last year and that was that was fun to watch as they were all being dragged forcibly by by uniform police officers because <laughs> they were such a threat to the film festival and the red carpet. So, you know, maybe maybe it's time for a little bit of acting up, you know, and that good trouble not necessarily. Well, what did Martin Luther King said? He said that if you if you follow a law that's a just law, then you're doing the right thing. But unless you're willing to fight against laws that are unjust laws, you're guilty, right?
1: Something like that. One has not only a legal but moral responsibility to obey just laws. Conversely, one has a moral responsibility to disobey unjust laws. Any law that uplifts human personality is just. Any law that degrades human personality is unjust. I can't top him or anybody else like that. So do you want to tell people where to find you talking a little bit less about global destruction and a little bit more about movies
0: our our newest show we uh covered a couple of films from india so every once in a while we'll do an international show uh so we've got that but october we've got a full schedule starting with uh the much anticipated or much dreaded depending on who you are saw x and i think we're going to talk about hostile just go to our website thehorrorreturns.com, and you can go everywhere you want from there, but we do have a, we do have a weekly podcast, man. We've never missed a week. Proud to say that we started is... doing this thing. And, uh, it's just one of those things we just don't want to stop. So, um, and I think we've had, yeah, the same three original hosts forever. We've got Brian, me, Brian and Philip, and Nez is kind of a part-time host. Pedro is kind of a part-time host. And, uh, and in, invites always open to you to guest, man. I'll have to send you the upcoming schedule when Brian completes the, uh, the November. Cause I think we've got October mostly booked, but, uh, we might have an opening or two. I'll let you know.
1: Always a pleasure chatting with you, man. And thank you very much for helping me bring the show back from vacation. And now it's pretty much in regular swing. Hopefully, like I said, Congress is back and back to their shenanigans. So I have plenty to talk about as long as I can find people to talk about it with me, because I feel a little too unhinged when I do the episodes by myself.
0: I think we have a very important uh, re- Republican debate to watch, don't we?
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. We better, better find out who's still afraid to attack the front runner, but thank you, Lance. Thank you, everybody. This was the Psycho Semanticast Psycho Semantic Podcast. Whatever, this was this. You know what it is because you're already listening. No fucking clue what's going to happen next because if you plan too far ahead, probably be something to do with Kevin McCarthy and the Freedom Caucus. Or maybe I'll get that ranked choice voting person. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. But until then, he did what we all must learn to do. You and you and you and you and And
0: cover.